today we're continuing our series entitled, Start Here, Seek God. Start here, seek God. I like the statement, start here, because it's not only a challenge, but it's also an invitation. It's a challenge to accept, because in life, if we want to get anywhere, we have to start. If you want to get a degree, you have to start college. If you want to get to your destination, you have to start your car. And if you want to get married, you have to start with a conversation. But it's also an invitation, an invitation to a place and a time. The place is here, not nearby, not over there, and now, not tomorrow, not next week. So today, God is issuing a challenge to us to start right here and to start right now. A couple years ago, my wife and I, we purchased some furniture from Ikea. And when we saw it online, it was beautiful. It was all put together. But when we went to go pick it up, it was still in the box. How many of you have ever put together your own furniture? Now, there are easy projects to put together, and then there's Ikea. (laughs) Ikea is pro-level hard, but I didn't realize that. So I jumped into the project. I started building And along the way, I encountered challenge after challenge after challenge. But I kept pushing through. And right as I was about to finish the project, I hit the very biggest challenge of the entire project. I ran out of hardware. I looked around. I said, is this it? Where is everything else? So I did what any of us would do. I started looking. I moved boxes I looked under the bed, I looked under the dresser, I looked along the hallway, and I couldn't find it. Apparently, my wife heard all the rustling, and she walked in, and she said, what's going on? I said, I can't find the hardware. So she jumped in, and she started to help look for it, and then, as wives do, she said, why don't you call Ikea? So I call Ikea, and I tell the customer service rep the issue and the challenge, And the lady tells me, she says, I want you to know that the hardware is always included. It's always in the box. But if for some reason it's not there, I can order it for you. But the bad news is it's going to take two weeks. I said, I don't have two weeks. I was frustrated by that point. I wish I was more sanctified, but I wasn't. I was frustrated. (laughs) So I hang up the phone. I keep looking. And at this point, my wife is sitting on the bed watching me. I'm looking, I'm looking. And then she asked me a very important question. She said, John, did you read the instruction manual? I said, well, kind of. She said, well, what does kind of mean? I said, well, I skimmed it. Because here's the deal. I'm a guy, right? I've got this. I've built furniture before. How hard could it be? So what did I do? I just jumped right into the project. I started putting things together. I could find some parts, so what I did is I ended up MacGyvering some things and putting it together to make sure it'll work. And here's what we did. We went to the instruction manual, and we opened to the very first page, and the first instruction on the very first page said, start here. And right below it were these bold words, Retrieve hardware packaged 
taped to the back of dresser panel. So five seconds later, I turned the dresser around and right there taped on the back of the dresser panel was the package of hardware I'd been looking for. By that point, I had spent an hour looking for the hardware package. And then what I had to do is I had to take the dresser apart because I had to add the parts that were missing because at that point, the dresser was really shaky. And so I had to add the parts that were missing, put it all back together. But what would my life have been if I would have just read the instruction manual? Often in life, what happens is we find ourselves frustrated. We feel like something's missing in our life. We feel like our life is shaky. And what we don't realize is that God has given us an instruction manual. And he says, if you're willing to start here by seeking me, I'll give you the instructions that will make your life peaceful, that will make your life calm, that will help you get through it. He's saying, just go to my instruction manual, read the instructions, do what I say right then and there, and your life will be better. I think what God is saying to us is... If you're facing difficulty, no, really, it's all included. That's the title of my message today. No, really, it's all included. If we're willing to seek God, if we're willing to pursue him, he'll tell us through his word that it's all included. So today, we're going to go to God's word. We're going to start here by reading the word of God. We're back in Psalm 103. I want to invite you to open up your Bible, your Bible app, your Westover app. We're going to seek God by reading his word. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start progressively unpacking the passage. So I want to invite you to join me. Psalm 103, verse 2. This is how King David starts it. He says, praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord, my soul. Now, if you know anything about King David, the Bible tells us is that he was a man after God's own heart. He spent a good portion of his formative years shepherding sheep, But while he was out there in the difficulty, he found comfort and strength by worshiping God. And so when we hear this, David is an authority about seeking God. He's saying, always start by praising God. He's reminding himself. He's saying, David, remember, praise the Lord. I'm going to invite you right now just to say, praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. Lord. Say it one more time. Praise the Lord. It's always good to start with praising him. Why? Why is it important to praise God? Because God always shows up whenever we praise him. If you want God to show up in your life, just worship him. Because when he is the audience, he steps in. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Another version says that he is enthroned on the praises of his people. Whenever we worship, God shows up. He bends his ear to us because he loves to be worshiped. So today, if you want to seek him, if you really want to start at the very beginning and find him, commit your heart to worshiping him. Jesus said this, that we can worship him in spirit and in truth. That means we can worship him at work and at home, in the morning, in the evening, in the midnight hour. We can worship him any moment of our life and he will show up and he will be with us. So in just a moment, we're gonna give you the opportunity to worship together. We're gonna have an altar moment. The worship team's gonna come back up and we're gonna continue 
give us an opportunity to really seek him. I want, I want to invite you to commit your heart and say, God, at the end of this service, I'm going to seek you through worship. But I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to continue to worship you throughout the week. Can we say amen to that? I think God desires for us to worship him. So here are some things that I've discovered that God often says to us as we seek him through worship. Number one, he says, read the fine print. Read the fine print. Now, I would have been spared a lot of heartache if I would have just read the fine print at the very beginning. This is what David is saying. He's saying, read the fine print. Look at it carefully. This is what he says in verse 2. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Say, forget not. Forget not all his benefits. In this passage, what's interesting is that the first definition for forget not is not remember, it's overlook. What King David is saying here is don't overlook. Don't overlook the blessings of God. Have you ever overlooked something? Have you ever missed it? It was right in front of you. Often the things that we overlook are hidden right in plain sight. You know the keys that you're looking for, but they're right in front of you on the counter. Or you open up the fridge and you're looking for the ketchup and it's right there in front of you, but you can't see it because of all the other bottles that are right there. Parents, have your kids ever lost their shoes and they say, where are my shoes? And you say, they're right where you left them. And you point to them. Those are the simple things that we overlook. But often, we overlook things that are more important. The rebate we weren't aware of. The warranty we forgot about. The, the, the refund that was entitled to us. Often, we overlook blessings that belong to us because we're not looking carefully enough. Two years ago, a lady received $10,000 from a travel insurance company. She had purchased a travel insurance policy and she decided to read the fine print. And there in the terms and conditions, you know those long terms and conditions, was a section that said, pays to read. And under that section was this statement, congratulations for reading this far. Please email us to claim $10,000. She was a little skeptical, but she went ahead and sent the email and a couple weeks later, she got $10,000. But listen to this. Up to this point, 4,000 people had bought this policy, but they had not received $10,000 because they hadn't read the fine print. I wonder how many times we've missed the blessings of God because we haven't taken the time to go to his word to see what he has to say to us. I want to reassure you that there are blessings right here available to each and every one of us if we're just willing to receive and read the fine print. Now, I want to reassure you that God doesn't hide his blessings in a long list of terms and conditions. It's right here. But we have to seek him. I found that when you go to God's word and you seek him and as you lean into him through worship, what you discover in the worship moment is that worship and praise reminds us of forgotten and overlooked blessings. When you step into the presence of God, he begins to remind you of things you've overlooked. He says, don't forget, don't overlook. 
I have a blessing and a benefit that belongs to you. Don't settle for just one benefit. Get all of God's benefits, all of his blessings. They're available to you each and every day of your life. What I've also discovered is that as you begin to seek him through worship, he begins to say other things. He says this, but wait, there's more. How about you? But I love the more of God. I need the more of God. I love the blessings and the benefits of God, but what I really need are the promises of God. The promises of God are the things that get you through the hard and difficult moments. And this is what King David says. He says, praise the Lord, my soul. He's celebrating God for what God is doing, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems you from the pit. Now, sins are the wrong that we commit. And hurts and diseases are often the things that happen to us. And what King David is doing is he's reminding himself of the promise of God, that God will forgive and that he will heal. Now, some of you who are here today, you've been hurt. It's been a hard season. It's been difficult. You have the undeserved job loss or the unfaithful spouse or the unfair divorce, or the unexpected diagnosis. When we look at this passage, what God is doing is he's issuing a promise, a promise that is good, a promise that is faithful, a promise that we can hold on to. He's saying, I will forgive all your sins. I will forgive all your hurts. I will redeem all of your life from the pit. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited because his promises are good and faithful, and we can rely on them. I love this word redeems. It has the word picture of being in a pit and God begins to fill in the gaps and lift us up out of the pit. This is where he gives us what we need. He fills the gap, church. He fills the gap. Whatever gap you sense in your life, he fills the gap. He's the father to the fatherless. He's the provider when you don't have enough. He's the friend when you feel lonely and all alone. He fills the gap. He wants to step in and say, I'm here to redeem you. When you enter into his presence in worship, praise convinces us of God's promises. He says, you can trust me. Even when other people have been wrong and they've wronged you, you can trust me. I'm good and I'm faithful. My word is faithful. You can hold on to it. He will forgive. He will redeem. He will heal. But it doesn't stop there. When we seek him, what God says is, it's all paid for. It's all paid for. Listen to what David says, praise the Lord, my soul, who crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What God is saying is it's all paid for. Now, I don't know about you, but it'd be nice if, people, if someone would step in and say, hey, Pastor John, all your financial debts are paid for. I think all of us would really like that to happen because most of us, the way we live is we go from not having enough to having enough to not having enough to have enough. We go from the red to the black to the red to the black. 
you know, payday happens and we get paid and then three hours later, all the money's gone out to pay bills. All of us have been at a point where we haven't had enough financially. But what do you do when you don't have enough spiritually? It's different from having an empty bank account. What do you do when you have an empty soul? When you know you just don't have enough. For you see, if you're going through something and you can fix it with $100 a day off or a vacation, you're close to being in the black. You're not so far in the red. But what do you do when you feel like you're so far down you can't seem to get back to zero? Many of us, were in that cycle spiritually where we're in a deficit and we're just trying to get back to zero. We come to church and we say, I just have to get to church. I just have to get through this week. I just have to get through this situation. Oftentimes what happens is we begin to have these wishful dreams of, I can't wait till. If I can just make it to. If you're in that place, you need the more of God. You need him to step in. Often what we say is, we need some time off. We need a vacation. How many of you need a vacation? I think all of us, we need a vacation. One of our favorite vacations, my wife and I, is to go cruising. I love to go cruising. Cruising is fantastic. If you've never been, you should go. But I don't go for the little towel animals. I don't go for the tiny little shower or the room that's the size of a walk-in closet. I like the ports, but I don't even go for that. You know what I go for? I go for the all-you-can-eat buffet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I know it's not good to eat like a starving lion every day of my life, but for a week, I'll do it. I'll go to the buffet, and I'll have all-you-can-eat. If you've never been on a cruise, here's what you can do. Here's some pro tips. When you wake up in the morning, you can go to breakfast, but if you like, you can have a burger. And then you can go to lunch early, and then a little later have a second lunch. And then you can go to dinner, and then have late night pizza, and have a bunch of ice cream cones. But I wanna encourage you, don't go overboard. Like my friend, I have a friend of mine, he has a record of ice cream cones. He's eaten 57 ice cream cones on a seven day cruise. Don't do that. Because if you do, you will be blessed with overflow blessings. <laughs> they say you'll gain about a pound a day. Trust me. Even if you work out, it's going to happen. And make sure, make sure to, patch, uh, to pack the stretchy pants. You're going to need the stretchy pants. Why? Because you're going to experience the overflow blessings. Make sure to save them for the end of the trip. Or just pack all stretchy pads. <laughs> Trust me, it'll make a difference. What I've discovered, though, is that God just doesn't want to bless you a little. He wants to bless you a whole lot. He wants to give you overflow blessing. What I really love, though, what I really love is when I go on a cruise is dinner. I love dinner. I love dinner. And I always do the, the early dinner. Don't do the late dinner. I do the early dinner. Why? Why do I do the early dinner? Because you can go and you can order. You can order two steaks, two lobsters, a couple desserts. Now, when my wife and I, we went on our first cruise, I didn't know any of that. We went on our honeymoon and 
We sit down. We've, mar- we've been married just two days. So I sit down and I order, and I order just as you would normally order. And then my wife, I didn't know she was a cruising pro, but she is. She orders off the menu. And then she says this. She says, we'll try three desserts. I say, what's this all about? So right when the waiter walks away, she looks at me and she says, John, what's wrong with you? Apparently I was nervous. I said, how are we going to pay for this? There's no prices on the menu. And she said, and she laughed at me. She laughed at me, my wife of two days. She said, John, it's all free. You can order whatever you want. It's already paid for. It's already paid for. How many of us, when we go to God, we only select one blessing, one benefit, and not realizing that it's already paid for? This is how God operates. He wants to give us the overflow blessing. He wants to give us all that we can even imagine or think. God just doesn't give you love and compassion. He crowns you with it. He doesn't just provide for you in a small way. He provides in a very big way. He wants to advance you. He wants to renew your strength, but also renew your youth. He not only wants to just give you good things, he wants to satisfy you. And here's what I've discovered. That praise moves us from break-even into God's surplus. Praise, it moves us from break-even into God's surplus. God wants to move us forward. He's saying you don't have to cycle from being in the deficit to just break-even. I have so much more for you. There's so much more I want to do in your life. Many of us, we've just settled for just a little bit, and God has buffet blessings for us. Now, this word satisfies, it's a very interesting term. What it means is it refers to what happens when you have a harvest, a big harvest in an agricultural society. King David was raised in an agricultural society, and what happens in those places is that you would, you'd gather up the harvest and you'd put it on a cart, and as you'd go along the path, bounty would fall off the apples or the grain and you're constantly having to pick it back up and what God is saying I have so much more for you if you're willing to come to me I want to satisfy you I want to satisfy you to overflowing this is how you feel after Thanksgiving and then your aunt shows up late you know your Thea shows up with the chili dogs and you have to eat the chili dogs because you don't want to offend her and because your mom says you need to not offend your Thea this is how you feel this is how you feel after eating 57 ice cream cones, this word satisfies is what God has entitled to us. Don't just settle for a little. Go for all that God has for you. And the way we do that is by seeking Him, by truly seeking Him and saying, God, I wanna start with you. I don't just wanna settle for one benefit. I want all of the benefits that you have for me. I don't know about you, but I want all that God has for my life. And my desire, what's in my heart for you is that you don't settle either. He's saying, I have so much more. It's all paid for. It's all included. The work is finished. Just step into my bounty. Step into my blessings. And so today as I close, I wanna invite you to stand. 
And we're going to seek God. We're going to step into worship. We're going to lean in. And we're going to seek him. We're going to discover that he has so much more for us. Church, can I just invite you just to lean into this moment? Don't get distracted. Don't miss what God has for you. He has overflow blessings coming your way if you're just willing to lean into the moment. Now, I know some of you, you feel like you're in that place of deficit and you're just trying to get back to zero. Well, God wants to move you into surplus. If you're here and you feel like you're in a deficit, our prayer team is gonna be available. I'm gonna invite them to come forward. They're gonna be off to the side. If you feel like you need someone to encourage you because you're in a deficit, just join a member of our prayer team. But if you're here and you just want to experience the overflow blessings of God, I'm just gonna invite you to come up and worship. We're gonna just invite you to come up and worship and seek God. He has blessings for you. He has a buffet. He's inviting us, church, to come to his table. He says, look at the banquet that I've set for you. Just come. It's all available. It's all available to you. Don't leave here in a deficit. Don't just settle for break even. Step into the surplus of God. Church, can we commit to that? God, I pray right now for your people that as we step into worship, they will commit to seeking you, to really saying, God, I'm gonna pursue you. I'm gonna start at the beginning. I'm gonna pursue you. And as they do that, God, that you would give them the overflow blessing that comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, let's lean in. Let's worship the Lord. Our altars are open. If you need prayer, come and meet with us.